And welcome to Church Podcast. My name is John Santrock, and I'm so glad that you are joining in on this recording, on this podcast. See, this is something new that I'm doing. And the reason that I'm doing this is because I believe that with the current state of our world, uh, I believe that we could desperately use a little bit more of Jesus's teaching in, in our lives. And I believe that I am a part of that as well. We all need Jesus. We all need more of him. Uh, He is so good to us. And so um, the point of this podcast is simply to grow in relationship with Jesus. For you, for me both, as we study scripture together, to learn about Jesus, to be encouraged, to fall more in love with him, to be inspired and challenged all at the same time. And so I thought, what better place to start than in Mark chapter 4, where Jesus is giving a teaching about seeds being planted. And so if you would, if you want to read along, go ahead and grab your Bible. Uh, I'll be reading out of NIV, but you are more than welcome to read out of whatever translation you like to read out of. Um, but we're going to start in Mark chapter 4, starting in verse 1. Before we do, let's pray. God, thank you so much for every person under the sound of my voice uh, and myself as well. God, I'm just grateful that we have the freedom and the opportunity to read your word. God, I ask that you would just reveal yourself to us as we do read it, that you would teach us more about you, that we would fall more in love with you, that we'd be challenged and encouraged through what you have to say to us. God, you're so good. You're so full of grace and love, and I'm so grateful for you and all that you've done on the cross for us. God, it is in Jesus' holy name that I pray. Amen. Well, we're going to go ahead and jump right in. Mark chapter 4, verse 1, it says this. Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake. Now, I want to hit pause for just a second because this was not a way uh, of social distancing. Okay, This was not a way for Jesus to separate himself from the large crowd. This was actually a way to allow everyone under his voice to be able to hear him. Um, It was a way for he would get out in the boat and his voice would echo off the water. And so it amplified his voice so that everyone would be able to hear it. It was a common tactic used by teachers and preachers in that day. So this is not a way of Jesus distancing himself from the crowd, but rather a way of him to be able to let everyone in the large crowd to hear what he was about to say. So. He's in the boat out on the light, out on the lake, while all the people were along the shore at the water's edge. He taught them many things by parables, and in his teaching said, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. Still, other seed fell on good soil 
It came up, grew, and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, some a hundred times. Then Jesus said, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. That's very important. We'll come back to that in a minute. You know, I got to be honest with you real quick, because as I originally had read this uh, several, several days ago, I got very, very excited because I thought I had found a new meaning to this passage. And I think that this is something that we all do. As we read scripture, we look for new things, things that we've never seen before. Um, And so as I had read, I got incredibly excited because I thought that I had discovered something new about this parable. Uh, If you're like me and you've grown up in the church, you've probably heard this parable close to probably 10,000 times. Um, But in all seriousness... I got incredibly excited, and this is what I ended up um, journaling. I had said, In this parable, the sower does not plow the ground first. This is why the seeds fell among various kinds of soil. See, Jesus is speaking to people in this time who all would uh, know and understand how basic farming worked, as that is what many of them did. And so as Jesus is teaching them this parable, I am sure that they would probably scratch their heads and think, the guy forgot to plow the ground. And this wasn't just something that I had come up with. Like this was an actual footnote, a little side note within my study Bible. It said the sower did not plow the ground before. And so I was like, that's so important. That's so cool. So I continue to write. Uh, Jesus has come to the world during a very wild time. In a sense, the ground or the people have not been plowed yet. So Jesus' teachings are going to fall on various ears, hearts, or soil. This is why Jesus starts the parable off with the word listen. And why he ends it with he who has ears to hear, let him hear. This also has me thinking, was the work that Jesus did on the cross, the teachings he gave leading up to that, a way of plowing the ground? Has Jesus made a way for us all to hear, understand, accept, and multiply his teachings and blessings regardless of our circumstances? I think yes. And as I journaled that, and as I walked out the door that day to go to work, I was like, yes, God, you're so cool. You did it again. You taught me something new in scripture. And I was just getting pumped up because the more I thought about it and pondered it throughout the day, the more that just new stuff came to mind, like thinking about how the people that Jesus was teaching to, um, kind of like I had journaled about, they were it was a very wild time. There were lots of various different kinds of parts and, and soil that Jesus was casting his word out into. But also in that time frame, you have the Jews and the Gentiles which was a separation between people who saw themselves as holier than others, people who prevented others from hearing the word of God. And so as Jesus is teaching this parable, and as I read it, and as I got pumped up, I was like, yes, our circumstances no longer define who we get to hear the word from. It no longer uh, applies to us. We can now hear God's word because of what he did for us on the cross. And I was like, yes, just getting so excited. 
Then the following day, I go back and I read scripture, and this is what I read. Picking up again, Mark 4, but we're starting now in verse 10, and it says this. When he was alone, when Jesus was alone, that's important, we'll come back to that. The twelve and others around him asked him about the parables. He told them, the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to those on the outside, everything is said in parables so that, and then Jesus goes on to quote scripture, he says, they may be ever seeing but never perceiving, and ever hearing but never understanding. Otherwise, they might turn and be forgiven. Then Jesus said to them, don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable. I imagine Jesus says, do you understand this parable? And they all just kind of looked at each other blankly, or they just kind of shook their heads. And Jesus says, how are you going to understand any parable if you don't understand this one? But then he breaks it down for them, as Jesus always does. He says, the farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others, like seeds sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy, but since they have no root, they last only a short time when trouble or persecution comes because of the the word, they quickly fall away. Still, others, like seeds sown among thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires of other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seeds sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop, some thirty, some sixty, some a hundred times what was sown. So the day after I got incredibly pumped up about what I thought God was teaching me, I then go and I read, and Jesus breaks down the entire definition of this entire uh, parable that he has taught. And it's not what I thought it was. Now, sure, what I got and what I learned, I firmly believe it is still true. I do believe that God has made a way for all of us to be able to hear his word, accept his word, and hide it away in our hearts. In a sense, Jesus has come to plow the ground. But if you look at the world today, It's just as wild, just as messy, just as crazy as it was back then. So the message that I thought I had received was not entirely correct. And I just want to say that that's something to learn from. For me and myself personally, but for you as well, as we read scripture, we have to understand the context of scripture and we have to understand the whole story of scripture. We have to know where the where the Bible begins and ends. We need to know about Jesus and his life and what it meant and how it impacts the rest of the Bible. We need to know the difference between Old Testament and New Testament. And if I if you're new to Christianity or you're just checking out this podcast and you've been entertained so far and you are listening to this and you're getting freaked out, don't worry. All these different terms and languages and things they're they're not that complicated um but we need to understand scripture not 
as we read, we're going to learn more and God will continue to reveal himself to us as we read through scripture. But for this point, just what I'm trying to say right now, as we read through scripture, we have to understand context and understanding. And that's what Jesus is giving in this current part of the story. So let's go back to verse 10, where it says, and when he was alone. The twelve and a few others were around him. And so the parable that Jesus has just taught and told has left people walking away. That's what that verse alone tells us. It has left people scratching their heads, walking away from Jesus and the teaching that he was given. So it appears as if the disciples are not the only ones with questions. However, they are the only ones willing to ask Jesus their questions, and that's a big difference. That's who we need to be. As we read through Scripture, we may not understand everything by any means. I'm sure there aren't many people that understand everything inside of Scripture. There are things that still cause us to scratch our heads and just kind of walk away at times even to just not knowing what is being said. But when we don't know what's being said, we do have the opportunity, especially now through prayer and through the Holy Spirit, to ask God to reveal to us what is actually being taught. So, the disciples are not the only ones with questions. Everyone who walked away, I'm sure, had questions. But the disciples are the only ones who are willing to stay and ask Jesus what their questions are. Because all the others have walked away from Jesus, scratching their heads. But that is the nature of the parable and of Jesus. The parables are used similarly to the seed within the parable. To see where the soil, to see where the soil is that accepts the seed. Jesus came to to divide believer from non-believer to see whose true disciples are. And telling this parable has done just that. Jesus is now seeing that the twelve, his twelve disciples, along with a few others, are the only ones who are willing to stand there and ask the question. They are the ones who are truly devoted to learning about God, to learning about Him. And this is not to say, I want to make this very clear, if you've read something within Scripture that has left you scratching your head and walking away from God, you are welcome back by all means. There is nothing that divides us anymore. The Bible says that neither height nor depth nor uh, anything, nothing can separate us from the love of God. So if you've walked away at some point, you are able to come back and come back with the questions that you have. It's important as a believer to ask questions and not just blindly believe everything that we're told. So with that being said, it's kind of a side note, but let's carry on. Because what's amazing is that after Jesus makes this statement and after we learn this, we also see something else. Jesus uses old scripture. Let's read that part again. He reads and says, um, They may be ever seeing, but never perceiving, ever hearing, but never understanding. Otherwise, they might turn and be forgiven. What's amazing about that passage is that passage that 
that Jesus shares is something that was written in the Old Testament. It's scripture that comes from Isaiah chapter 6 verses 9 through 10. And it refers to the hard-heartedness of Israel in that time. That's what Isaiah was talking about as he wrote that letter. He was talking about how people, um, they were ever seeing but never perceiving. And they were ever hearing but never understanding. So they had a heart problem. There was something going on in their heart. They had hard-heartedness. That's what Isaiah was talking about. And it's interesting that Jesus uses this scripture here. Because him using this scripture here implies that the people around him who have left, and perhaps even those who have stayed, the disciples and a few others, suffer from hard-heartedness as well. Jesus would not just share this scripture out of context. He wouldn't just share it willy-nilly. He would share it because it fits and is applying to the current situation. So Jesus shares Isaiah chapter 6, verses 9 through 10, talking about the hard-heartedness of Israel to relate to the people who have left and who have stayed and their hard-heartedness as well. They might have, for example, the shallow soil that Jesus talked about. For when they heard the word, they received it, but they don't have a depth of understanding. The others that Jesus spoke to are like the ones on the path or within the thorns that that Jesus teaches and Satan comes and quickly snatches the word away or or the ones that they take the word and perhaps, you know, perhaps some of the people that walked away had a meeting to go to, right? Like they were following Jesus. They wanted to hear what he had to say and his teaching was over and it was time for lunch. Like we do that with church all the time. We're like, all right, great. Now that I've heard the word, I've worshiped, I've given offering, I've taken communion, whatever, it's time to peace out. See y'all later. Thanks for the message. It was great. And they plant that seed down in their hearts. But as it grows, things of the world become more important. And this is very, very easy. This is a time when preachers, they share this passage and they're like, Who are you going to be? What is, how are you going to take the seed? What does your soil look like? Are you hard-hearted or what are you like? Like, how are you interpreting scripture? And they go on and on. Are you going to be the good soil? Are you going to be the soil around thorns? Like, which one are you? You have to decide today. Just like freaking out about it and all this stuff. And I think that there's a place for that. But I also think that it's just so important to remember that we can at times be both, right? Like something that's something that is well known about gardening is that you have to weed, weed eat every day. You have to pull the weeds like every day, almost twice a day. Sometimes I don't know that much, but I know that you have to at least weed eat or pull the weeds. And so as we have good soil, There are going to be bad weeds inside of us that we have to pull out and allow that seed that has been planted in us to grow fully. So, my point in saying all of this, the people that Jesus taught, the people that Jesus spoke to, are not that different from you and me. 
we at times too have heard the sermon and walked away we've planted it but we've forgotten to pull the weeds after and we have to remember to do that we have to ask the questions we have to continually search and pursue god through his word through prayer through worship we have to do these things as believers because it keeps our soil fresh it keeps our hearts fresh so what jesus is talking about here is not how you receive the word it's not about the circumstances surrounding you it's not about what's preventing you from hearing the word or understanding excuse me, understanding the word. It's not about any of that. What it is about is you having a hard heart or not. It's about you allowing the seed to be planted or not, because that's what this whole parable is about. That's what Jesus is talking about. That's why Jesus shares Isaiah 6 verses 9 and 10. He shares it because he's like, hey, you 12 and a couple others here and there, Just because you've stayed and you're asking questions doesn't mean that you have a hard heart or not. So, what is a sign for having a hard heart or not? Well, Jesus goes on. This is the last little bit of scripture we're going to read today. Um, Mark 4, verse 21. Just continuing, continuing right along with this story. He said to them, Do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't you put it on its stand? For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed, and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. If anyone has ears to hear, let them hear. Then he continues on and says, Consider carefully what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you and even more. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. And I think it's very easy to read that scripture and be like, okay, Jesus, like, all right, got it. I don't get it actually at all. What are you even talking about? Like in in a sense, it makes sense. Like, yeah. You don't put your lamp under a bed. But what are you referring to? And so we have to remember what we just read. We have to remember that Jesus is explaining to his disciples what the parable means and teaching them about having a hard heart or having accepting soil um, and, and what he means by all of this is what he's talking about is saying that everything that is meant to be uh, hidden or everything that is hidden is meant to be disclosed or shared, put out in the open. And everything that is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. So everything that the Lord tucks away inside of our hearts, the seed that he plants in us, that he sows into our hearts and into our souls, we have to do something with it. We have to take care of it. We have to provide for it. We have to water it. We have to pull the weeds. We have to do all this stuff, allow the sunlight to come in because it is important for the seed to be able to grow. See, Jesus has just finished teaching his disciples and a few others about having a hard heart issue. 
And Jesus carries on that conversation as he tells them this. And there are two things, I think, that Jesus could mean within this whole little section of Scripture. Either A, Jesus is referring to himself or the kingdom of God now being brought out into the open or the known. In other words, Jesus is saying, hey guys, I'm here, it's me. But then what Jesus says next doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Because when you look at what is happening currently in the story, Jesus has just really kind of started to teach people. He is, in Mark chapter 4, he has selected his 12 disciples and he has started teaching. But he's very early on within his ministry. He's done a few healings, a few teachings and things like that. But he's still pretty early on within his ministry. And so Jesus did at the start of his ministry teach people, hey, repent for the kingdom of God is here. Like, hey, he is coming. I am him. I am the kingdom of God and I'm walking among you and I love you and I'm here to die for you. Listen to what I have to say. I want to plant my word into your soul. And so that is an option. Perhaps that's what Jesus is talking about as he talks about this light or what is being concealed, being brought out into the open, the lamb being put onto the stand and not hidden under a bowl. It's Jesus continuing on teaching that whole, I'm here, the kingdom of heaven is here, and I'm I'm here, it's me. But again, What Jesus says next, then, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. For he says, whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. And this is said right after Jesus said, consider carefully what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you and even more. So that's where this gets a little confusing. And I think what Jesus is talking about, what he means within this scripture. He's saying, your faith in me should not be hidden away. Your love for me, your brokenness, your hard heart, your soil, everything, put it all on the table for I'm the one who truly measures your worth. That's what Jesus is talking about here. He's not talking about Um, He's not talking about how we interpret scripture. He's not talking about what we do with it. He's talking about him and he's talking about how our hearts are. That our faith in him and our hard heartedness needs to be put out in the open. We need to share with others. We need to be honest with others about where we're at emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually especially. We need to be honest. And God's not saying, hey, your heart being hard is a problem. You better fix that and come back to me and talk to me. He's saying, no, don't you know? I want to plant my word in your heart. I want to plant and sow my word, my love, my joy, my peace, my truth, everything that I am. I want to plant it and put it in your heart and in your soul. And I want you to live it out. I want you to take it and I want you to grow that seed. And I want you to allow it to grow uh, 10, 30, 60, 100 times so that everyone around knows that your light is not hidden. It is on its stand. 
that everyone knows that I have changed you from the inside out. And I can't do that if your heart is still hard. <laughs> so there are three ways to walk away from this lesson. Three ways to walk away from Mark chapter 4 verses 1 through 25. I think there are three ways that we can apply this this teaching in this lesson to us. Number one, our hearts are hard. And we need to seek Jesus uh, and, and his grace and his love and just put it out in the open. Just get honest with someone that you know and you trust. Get honest with them and share with them what's made your heart so hard. And how you can soften your heart, allow your soil to become something that God can plant his word and his love and his joy into. That's step one. Step two is maybe, maybe your your problem is not necessarily that your that your heart is hard, but that your heart isn't in it anymore. And that's kind of similar to having a hard heart, but that that you have walked away from Jesus's teachings because they confuse you too much, they make you uncomfortable, they stress you out. Any of those things, you you're you're done. You you don't want any more. You've walked away. And so for you, walking away, what I would what the challenge is for you is to come back. Jesus isn't mad. He's not upset. He's not disappointed. He wants for your heart to be softened. So this is probably step one. Step one, come back to Jesus. Step two, get honest about your heart being hard and make room, make improvements, do what you can to soften your heart to God's word. And then step number three, maybe you're you're like, no, man, I'm great. Love Jesus. Love God. Love the Lord. He's great. Living for him every day. Hey, the, today is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. And it just, it's just not, not enough. So the third challenge, what are you doing with the seed that's been planted in you? What are you doing with it? Are you just letting it sit there? Are you just letting it kind of hang out in your heart? Uh, a term that I heard once by a, by a teacher uh, was great. It was great, great illustration. He said that a lot of Christians today suffer from, from spiritual obesity, where they gain a lot of knowledge and understanding throughout the scripture, but they don't do anything with it. So what are you going to do? Jesus says multiply it 30, 60, 100 times. Multiply it. Even if it's just once or twice, today, this week, this month, this year, so long as you're multiplying it, so long as you're allowing that seed to grow, you are doing good things and good works. And I want to just make it plain and simple and lay it out. God loves you and is proud of you, regardless of which of these three steps you need to take. If you're thinking about and willing to turn around and walk back to Jesus... He is so proud of you. If you're willing to get honest and you're willing to just open up and share with people about what's been making your heart so hard or what's been preventing you from living your life to the fullest, uh, God is so proud of you. 
And if you're taking that seed that's been planted and you're going to take it and you're going to multiply it and you're going to love other people and be joyful and, and share just God's love and truth with other people, God's so proud of you. God loves you and is so proud of you regardless of which one of these steps you need to take. But you do need to take one of these steps. I do. That's why I'm starting this podcast journey. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. I feel that I need to share the things that God has been teaching me. I feel that God has given me a heart and a passion for teaching. And so that's what I want to do. I don't want to take that seed and just let it sit. I want to let it grow and I want to work it. And I want to see what God does through me with it. So my challenge is... What are you doing? Are you going to come back? Are you going to get honest? Or are you going to start allowing that seed to grow? Thank you so much for listening in, for joining me on this podcast journey. Um, There's a lot to come, I imagine. I haven't worked out all the details yet, but I know that this is something I want to do a whole lot more of. So uh, thank you so much for joining, and I just hope that God blesses you as you go throughout your day today.